It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Tunes. Actually, I haven't had any at all, <clears throat> but the voice is a bit better this week, so um, hopefully it's not going to be as... Maybe people like it gruff. Perhaps people are listening and thinking, oh, oh that's <laughs> lovely. <laughs> maybe not, maybe not. Hello <laughs> and welcome to the Comedy Slayer podcast. I'm Shane O'Connor, he's Adrian Lacey, and every week we get together. Sometimes we get together, and this is a trade secret, I don't know whether I should really reveal this sometimes we get together twice in a week and have the following week off oh not often enough no it's been a while hasn't it since lockdown and all that malarkey but um we seem to be mm. um, doing it week in and week out but hey uh we uh, we get together every week and we uh, critique uh nay not critique hey nonny no <laughs> big up a uh, a comedy program. Sometimes we big it down. Sometimes we big it sideways. <laughs> I think we small it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, we get together and uh, having watched or listened to a comedy show, and uh, we tell you and each other what we thought of it. Uh, we'll play you a couple of clips of the said comedy program between now and the end of the podcast, and uh, we'll also give it a mark out of five each, giving it a grand total out of ten. Uh, it was my turn to choose last week, and. Um, I don't know whether I'm a bit of a cheater on this one, Adrian. I mentioned it at the tail end of last week's podcast, I think, because this is one that I've I've been. I don't even I don't even think I should say it. I've been I've been listening to for pleasure. Enjoying <laughs> <No. laughs> comedy, whatever next. You're letting the side down. I can't see you, but I, you've, I bet you've all got smashing blouses on. Um, uh, I remember the uh, the show Bottom. Bottom, with, uh, yeah. Wonderful Rick Mayer, bless him. Yeah, but he does um he does a video, doesn't he, for the uh, that's his chat up line, isn't it? What a smashing it blouse you've got. And 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 also uh, when he meets them, doesn't he say that's a smashing smock? <laughs> 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 have I told you I played the farts in Bottom? I'm sure I have. The Bottom farts. No. In my sound engineering youth. Yes. And uh, I did all of, I think, just the one episode, but I really enjoyed it. And um, got to speak to Aid afterwards. So it was one Adrian speaking to another Adrian. And, uh, yeah, but they cut my farts out of the final show, or a lot of them. Joking. No, I had my fingers on the sampler. In those days, it was, it was an, an adapted, because this is the nineties, of course. The electronics has come on, come on in leaps and bounds. But uh, it was adapted from a what was it? Um, not Sanyo. Yamaha. A, a, no, but it was a sampler. But it looked like something that the Victorians might have made. Right. And and I was playing at not 
you wouldn't recognize it as a keyboard, but it was a row of buttons. And, you know, it was fart one, fart two, fart three. Wow. And I had to go with the action. That was the beauty of it, because it would reset automatically. The, the second you hit it, it would play, obviously. And we, we weren't used to that in them days. And uh, it all sounds so archaic now, I'm aware. But so I was reacting, looking at the screen. I was up in the control room. Um, they were obviously down the studio floor. But I had to react in real time to the way they were leaning their cheeks out. I'm doing this now. So... If you hear me go off mic, I'm leaning my cheek. <laughs> they were, I think they were in the doctor's waiting room right at the top of a, an episode. Oh, that's one That's one to dig out and have a look for, isn't it? That one with the, the, the bottom farts. <laughs> uh, anyway, shall we, uh, before we, we go on, uh, it's it's uh, it's ankle tag this week, by the way, in case you, uh, you want to play along at home. Um, I'm not quite sure how that would work, but it always sounds like a nice phrase to say, doesn't it? It sounds very inclusive. Um, yes. And uh, it's, yeah, the, I, again, I'm a big fan of the fella, Steve Spears. Um, I'm a big fan of mm. Ellis James, and I'm a big fan of Katie Wick, so this should be a win-win for me, but we'll see as time goes on. Um, it's uh, a Steve Spears starring role in the, in the radio series Ankle Tag, uh, but more of that in a moment. Some comedy news, which I managed to, uh, to dig out. I don't know if you... you um, saw this prior to me plopping it over to you this is this 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 only fools and horses episode allegedly banned oh yeah uh by john sullivan um and re-edited over some of the del boy scenes that he like i don't really get the whole gist of the thing because john sullivan of course um wrote an awful lot of it didn't he i don't know if he mm. didn't write this episode um, but he kind of was a bit unhappy the way that Delboy had come across as a bit mean-spirited and a bit nasty to Rodney and a bit nasty to a few other people. Yes. To answer your question just quickly, no, I hadn't seen it before you brought it to my attention for uh, today, but I was confused. You've used the word over there for a moment when I skim-read it before digging into it. Mm. Uh, I thought it was about a video edit over something. Uh, so I got the completely wrong end of the stick, not for the first time. But what it made me think, I don't know how you feel about this, given that John Sullivan was the writer, rest his soul, sadly no longer with us, but given he, he was the writer and would have written those words, it can only be a directorial thing, can't it? Or, or the way it was played by Nicholas Lindhurst or some kind of interaction between the two? Well, it was David Jason, wasn't it, I think, who uh, he was unhappy with or, or not. Oh, sorry, not, right, yeah. It was the Dell Boy role. Um, that he was unhappy with, um, but yeah, I mean, maybe it's an interpretation thing—the way that he, the way that he interpreted. But it doesn't sound like it because he was the episode we're talking about is a royal flush, um, and they they meet this um, posh family. I think they go out shooting with them or something like that. Um, and uh, I, I mean, I know it quite well, and think actually, it's it's quite a. I never thought at the time, oh, that's out of character, or that doesn't work for me, or anything like that. Maybe I was just, you know, brain in, in, out of gear and just enjoying it, really. I mean, the, mm. the thing for me is, is is this, is that what you want to do? Do you want to go back and, once it's been made, do you then think, oh, no, actually, I want to re-edit. It's like us going back on the podcast and going, oh, should we just re-edit these now and just change it completely? Or is it something that we should do, do you think? I don't know, but apparently John Lennon said to George Martin, who was, of course, the fifth Beatle as the Beatles record producer, uh, they were chatting uh, at one stage, must have been post-Beatles split, mm. and John uh, uh, let it be known to to George Martin that uh, 
there wasn't a single track he wouldn't want to do again. And uh, and George Martin said, "What? Well, what? Not even Strawberry Fields? You're not happy with that?" You know, especially jo uh, Strawberry Fields. Really? You know, one of the finest songs of the 20th century, in my view, and the finest productions. Um, weird, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I'm I'm more of the moving on school. I think let it let it go, let it go, let, let it be, John. Let it be. That's well, that as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 it's interesting, like you say. You know, there's, you've got this whole thing of, well, he's there writing the words, and then he's coming back and saying he didn't, he didn't really like it. I mean, this is all in a, a documentary, apparently, that's uh, air on Channel Five about um, only fools and horses, the secrets and scandals. So they've got to try and dig up some kind of secret and scandal from somewhere, otherwise people will watch that and go, oh, I didn't see, see, see a single secret or scandal in that. It was awful, wasn't it? <laughs> um, yeah. But, so how is this? Uh if it's true that this this is a new spin on it or something we haven't heard previously, uh, how has this only just come to light now? I, I presume um, because of the documentary, and I think also mm. I think they're putting it onto Blu-ray, aren't they, as well, Only Fools and Horses. So, um, And I think I read somewhere um, the legend that is Chris Wadsworth, the, um, the, the videotape editor that mm. appears in... Who I'm sure I knew... Well, I'm sure he talked to us uh, in in my training. Didn't you say you saw him at, um, or you met him at, uh, yeah, there's, what's the training centre? The, um, I never uh, went Evesham, there. yeah. Yeah. The, the oh, well, at least my stories are consistent. I don't remember saying that, but. Um, anyway, Chris mm. Wadsworth has said yeah. <clears throat> that um, he thought it wasn't a good episode. Either. He said it's not a good episode. He said some 20 years later, he said, um, can we do anything to take out, uh, to take out Dell being nasty? And, and he said, um, that the episode was shown to an audience to to get a laughter track. So apparently it went out without a laughter track originally as well. Which um, I don't think is a bad thing, you know. I, I don't. I don't. It, this crops up in tonight's offering mm. um, that we've got um, with uh, with Ankle Tag because that had three series so far, two of which had a laughter track, and the one that we're going to hear from didn't. And I don't know whether it's just this particular thing whether it's just the way I'm feeling, but I felt it was better for not having one. Mm. I wondered if there was a little bit of uh, the old jumping the shark here. Was that? Do you think there's some anxiety that, uh, well, actually, I mean, you're, you've given your opinion, which is that, that it worked as it was, but I wondered whether John Sullivan felt he pushed it a bit too far or collectively somehow. As I say, to come back to the directorial thing, okay, uh, I got my neckers in a twist. I meant David Jason, Dave, yeah. David Jason's character, but obviously, but uh, um, the, whether the director pushed it too far because of this, 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 this impulse you've always got, the more successful a show is, you're almost more pushed towards, oh, we've got to do something new and we've got to, you know, we've got to best the last week's edition and next week's got to be even more sophisticated you know lots of shows fall into that trap don't they well i think i think this again it was a christmas special is it if my memory serves me correctly i think i read that yeah yeah and whilst they did they did i mean i think they did at some point i mean some of the christmas specials i think miami twice i think sometimes i feel that that went a bit too far when there was a there was a double of del boy who was a mafia boss and you know, and, and hilarity ensued kind of thing. And I kind of <laughs> felt that was quite near to, to shark waters. Yes. Um, it, uh, and so I'd never really class this one as being in that category, but it, you never know, do you, how people who are involved in it feel 
Um, and this is a good example, isn't it, really, of, of exactly um, uh, how they can feel very different from audiences. Anyway, if you want to you want to have a look at that, as I say, I think it'll probably be on the Channel 5 app or whatever that you can uh, uh, watch again. The programme I think they're talking about is Only Fools and Horses, Secrets and Scandals, um, and it airs on the 22nd of July 2022. So um, Anyway, it's out there, as you say. Do you want to ask me what I thought when you set the homework for this week or not? Not really, but... <laughs> <laughs> but but I will say, yeah. What did you think when I set the homework for this week? See, you had to own it yourself, didn't you? You couldn't bear for me to move the show on. I, I just tell I've been told what to do. It's uh, you're a control freak. Yeah, yeah I get that. And I'm nosy. My, my wife said, "I'm." Well, I say she said, "I'm nosy." Read it in a diary. But go on. <laughs> <clears throat> bum, bum. Uh, yes, I will say. Well, I sort of said it last week, which is that I have heard it before i've never it's one of those it's never been an appointment to listen shows weren't you going to put it on the slab at one stage did i say that i think uh, it's I think possible yeah i think i think i both said it and it was true right for a moment it sounded like i just made it up but no i would <laughs> he spat his tea out <laughs> the idea of me telling a little porky <laughs> the idea of you oh, being not so honest them. about telling little porkies that's what frightened me <laughs> oh they're honest little porkies if if i have any porkies they're honest they might be vegan but they're definitely honest <laughs> um yeah i i think i did uh which would have made me listen to one beginning to end it, it's one of those classic things you've talked about it in the past uh, a, a point in your life when you happen to be driving to uh, from back from work uh around the time of the six thirty slot on radio 4 which has any fool know uh it's a british birthright to expect comedy uh, or your beloved <laughs> beloved uh, panel shows panel games and so on at uh, six thirty. so it's one of those things i might have been making tea depending on which part of the country you live in or dinner or the evening meal uh, at that hour and caught it then although having said that what do i know i've never watched taskmaster as a great man <laughs> <laughs> yeah you wouldn't let it lie would you that's gonna that's gonna rankle for some years to come rankle tag that is thank you caesar uh, hail um anyway so shall <laughs> <laughs> or at least or at least a few top geezer caesar <laughs> at, least, yeah, at least a few showers um <laughs> shall we dance no hang on shall we um shall we just dip into a clip and have a little uh have a little or clip into a dip i don't mind whichever we do have a little soup song of uh, what this is all about and uh yeah, let's have a soup spoon can i can i apologize to the welsh amongst us <laughs> i'm sorry there you go um <laughs> victoria wood thank you for that one no adapted yeah, yeah. Um, adapted for the pod because i i didn't know that gu uh, sorry g-r-u-double-f is pronounced griff you've been what, saying gruff all these years was, which yes. would describe your voice in the last few weeks exactly exactly i say gruff and you go are oh, you um <laughs> So, yeah, so apologies for that, and uh, mm. I'm sure there'll be other great examples of my um, ignorance uh, towards your great nation between now and the end of the podcast. I will do my utmost to um, uh, to wear a hair shirt. And, um, You're actually, not going to do an Anne Robinson, are you? I've got a shirt on at all. This is my own hair. So, um, anyway, oh, right. I know, it's disgusting. I wonder why I cut the pictures. Yes. Um, so, um, the main character, let me tell you, the, I mean, just basically what it's about, it's about um, Bob, um, who is played by Steve Spears. Uh, he's a former convict, and he's now living, because I think he's got nowhere else to live, uh, with his son, Griff. 
um, and with uh, Griff's wife, uh, Alice. And uh, Griff is played by uh, Ellis James, and Alice is played by Katie Wicks. And that's the kind of family dynamic. That's And then there are other characters that come and go in passing kind of thing. Um, but um, the opening scene of this, and this is series three, um, so they're kind of well-established in in, in uh, characterization. But um, we catch up with um, Griff and his dad, Bob, um, and it's apparent that they're at Bob's Uncle Ernest's funeral. I don't think he knew Uncle Ernest particularly well. I don't think we know to, need to know Uncle Ernest particularly well, just suffice to say that he is an ex-Uncle Ernest. Um, and uh, whilst at the funeral, their attentions turn to family matters. Dad, you're meant to be in mourning. Do you want to show some respect and stop watching Dragon's Den on your phone? Listen, Griff, I am processing my Uncle Ernest's sad demise in the only way I know how. By watching Deborah Meaton throw 50 grand down the drain by investing in a new type of ethical pipe cleaner. It's a week, Dad. You're meant to be reminiscing with other members of the family. I'll be honest, son. I'm not sure I even never met Uncle Ernest. After Dad disappeared when I was a kid, this side of the family's been a mystery to me. I've mainly turned up for the buffet. So you drag me to a funeral of someone you don't even know? You should be glad. I normally stay away from these people. Okay, a bit of fraud got me an ankle tag, but this lot make me look like Sister Wendy. Uncle Ernest wasn't a criminal, though, was he? He sounded like a saint to his eulogy. <laughs> that eulogy was the greatest work of fiction since Uncle Ernest's Spanish passport. So is everyone here a criminal? It's in the blood, son. One of our ancestors is on the Bayer tapestry nicking a falcon. It's not in the blood, Dan. Look at me. I've literally never broken the law. Where were you this morning? The speed awareness course. See? Yep, but breaking the speed limit doesn't make you criminal, does it? But it is a crime. Yes, but in the same way that a tomato is a fruit. A point of information, mm. isn't a speeding ticket, isn't that a civil offence? Not a crime. I didn't know a tomato was a fruit, that's where it got me. <laughs> well, you can tell from the, the seeds. I mean, that's self-evident, but you can't just tell from driving whether you're doing something criminal. Well, I imagine your driving's criminal. But, it's uh, awful, it really is terrible, yeah. <laughs> anyway. You'll be wanting a headline, be oh, enough. Yes, yes. Give us a steer. Well, because I am a generous soul, I've got not one, but two uh, headlines. Uh, I've shocked myself with my degree of preparation this week. Mm. I was here on time, was I, I not? You Please were, yeah. witness. Yeah. yeah. I was ahead of you, actually. After I'd sent uh, you an, an oblique British Rail reference. That was beautiful. I, I wish we could share it with the listening... Well, I suppose we can. Got, I could put it up on the podcast, but... Uh, sorry, on the on Twitter feed, at Comedy Slab. Um, he's got... It, Dusted off a beautiful, uh, what would it be, 1970s Intercity 125 post. <laughs> Where do you find this stuff? I don't know. It did bring a smile to my face. but uh, And then I thought, um, you know, you should have a poster alongside that if HS2 ever gets up and running and see how many minutes, 30 billion pounds or whatever it is this week, 45 billion shaves off the journey. Yeah. But let's not go down that route, uh, literally. So, um, my first... My first headline, uh, sort of tabloid headline, summing up how I felt about it, was, um, and, and it made me think of not so much an ankle tag, but a ball and chain. So I've, I come up with, I've come up with uh, ankle tag, it's a bit of a drag. Mm. And the other one, which will make a bit more sense, hopefully down the line, uh, I thought I might go for the farce show. Okay. It's not looking yeah. good, whichever way we look at it, is it really? <laughs> it's not marvellous, but neither is it terrible. I don't want to be, I don't want to be beastly. Well, should we start with the good bits? 
were the good bits? Were the bits that you liked? We could do, or we could go. I mean, I suppose you you hate me trying to be in control, but I was going to suggest where did it all go wrong early on? Mm. Which which you, and you choose because you're a control freak, and um, I'm incredibly tolerant and liberal, as you know. <laughs> in my lunch times. In my dream time, mm. which which would you prefer? I don't, I don't mind. I don't mind. Honestly, I don't really don't mind. Well, where it went wrong for me was yeah. right near the top. Which you know, if it's going to go wrong very often, it is near the top of any show. Um, as I say, I don't want to be beasting. There's lots to like, but and I will answer your other question. Just to, just uh, all the right questions, not necessarily in the right order. But um, we'll get to the good bits later. But um, where uh, a spoiler alert, but it's pretty unavoidable because it's near the top of the show so we couldn't talk about the show without saying um bob finds his dad at the funeral um the the dad he's never had mm. kind of thing mm. and and the reaction is not non-plus but um nothing like a believable reaction and um I suppose it, it must have happened at some time on a planet of seven billion people. Someone met their dad at a funeral for the first time, but um, it was just a credibility thing. And hence, I'll get this out of the way early, which is why I had the second headline, the fast show. It only started making sense when I could say, "Okay, just relax. It's not. It's not a documentary. It's a farce." Mm. Uh, because otherwise, it just wasn't working. My head couldn't compute it on any level. So tell me about that reaction then. I mean, how? Why did you? Why did you expect that? It's interesting that I asked this, and I'll tell you why I asked this question. But why did you expect a different reaction from him when he met his dad? What did you expect him to do? I'd, well, you know, in in sitcoms aren't the real world, but there would there would be utter shock or yeah, disbelief. Uh, and it seemed to be, oh, after all these years, kind of thing. But but, and I'm aware that I sound like uh, someone reviewing comedy who hasn't got a sense of humour. So this is this is a problem. I know. I see. I know. I look at it differently, and this is quite interesting because I've seen or I, I've listened to <clears throat> the previous two series. I took it on board differently because I'm I'm acclimatised to what kind of character Steve Spears is playing. Mm-hmm. And um, I think at, at the very best, he's a sociopath. <laughs> at, at, at the very <laughs> that's worst. the kindest thing you could say. About yeah, him. I mean, he, he's, I mean, he's, he's, he was in prison for fraud. Um, mm. He he quite clearly, you know, in dealing with his own son, will do what's best for him and not probably what's best for his son. Right, um, but could be a psychopath then. Yeah, I was going to say or, at, at worst he's probably a psychopath actually because he, he doesn't he doesn't really have any uh, any any feelings at all towards um, anyone who crosses his path who could well be a victim of him. So it, to me, it was like I wouldn't expect him. The only expect reaction I would expect is that he would think, right, okay, what's in it for me? Mm. What but can I get from, but of course yeah. that's the thing that's what I'm bringing all that baggage from two series and going yeah. oh yeah okay it kind of makes sense which as you know is, is you know you're a writer when you do that when you write it you can't forget about all you don't want to forget all about that that you've written no, because that's no. the character that you've built up yeah I do you think it's quite, it's fascinating so I wouldn't blame you for that because 
you don't, you know, if you're coming to it fresh and you don't know what kind of guy this is. Although, as I say, I have listened to it, but only random episodes, and as I say, also uh, not complete episodes. So it was a sort of pleasant accompaniment to be cooking or whatever, rather than me yeah. digging deep as as we aim to on the slab. And Sorry, he, was, he wasn't particularly badly behaved in this episode, in that sense, was he? I mean, he's he's been he's been more outrageously behaved. Um, uh, in other episodes, um, but this one I didn't think so. Again, I could forgive you for going right through to the end of the episode and going, "Well, I don't why why is he not? It didn't make any sense." Then we go into again. It, it seems to make more sense trying to understand it as a farce, where the son, uh, played as you say by Ellis James Griff, um, goes into his past in his head and in discussions with his wife and so on mm. to, to try and he's worried that his daughter who's just a baby will become criminal the, the worry is the conceit is oh there's something in the genes genetic yeah uh, yeah um, and again I mean it's it's an interesting it, it, it does create a colourful situation, but again, I've got this credibility thing. Unless I can see the genre as being farce, it doesn't make any sense. I, I, you know, I'm, I just feel I'm barking up the wrong tree trying to think. Well, that's not particularly credible. He he wouldn't do that, or you wouldn't do that. I, you just got to let go and say no. Th this is an alternative universe where that can happen. Mm. And you presumably entered that universe a long time ago, two series before. Well, I think you suffer from a condition that I've suffered from for a long time, which is the belief that everybody lives their life like you do. <laughs> Seriously, and I used what, to. You mean you're not you're not a fraudster? Well, no. You. The reason I'm wearing this frock tonight while we're recording <laughs> is not what you think. No. <laughs> No, it, 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 I used to think, and I, I was, uh, I just went through this this period where I was consistently shocked at the way, or when I had a snapshot of the way other people live their lives, or I yeah. talked to people and I'd say, "Oh, you're doing X, Y, Z," and and how did you react to that? And they'd tell me, um, mm. and until I relaxed down about that and thought, actually, now everybody lives their life differently, and you just got to accept it. I was kind of, I, I became a lot happier and a lot less uptight about it all then, but. Yeah, I mean, there is that kind of thing where you just you got to understand that there are people out there who who don't know their father, and if they turn up tonight, they go, "Oh, it's you, is it? Oh, all right, okay." Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. You're saying, so are you saying the writing is is fast like then, or the 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 setup, the conceit? It's is the, the the situations, I right? Would say. I mean, we end up with. Uh, Griff, uh, again, a bit of a spoiler, but um, by all means, pause your podcast, come back to us after you've listened to the show, which you'll find on BBC Sounds as we speak. Griff ends up in Tesco's, and this is where I did actually manage a smile, trying to make amends for stealing skips, you know, those um, wonderfully nutritious uh, snacks, uh, trying to replace the ones that he, he stole in the mid-90s, 25 yeah. years before. Yeah. Um, now, that doesn't happen, I imagine, day to day in your average Tesco. But again, it's an enjoyable situation and it's very creative thinking by uh, the writers who we must mention, uh, Gareth Gwynn and uh, Benjamin Partridge. Mm. No relation, I'm guessing, to the fictional character we're forever referencing. Every week, just to mention it. <laughs> 
I mean, how did you react to that? You, you seem to smile. Uh, we see each other on Skype. You've just disappeared. And maybe you're smirking. No, no, it's a no smirking area here. Oh, so sorry. Um, I what the whole the whole um, supermarket. I, mean, I thought it was it was fantastic. I mean, I really like some of the the writing and the, and the throwaway lines and you know all that kind of stuff. And and he he made some comment about he didn't like dogs or something or dog charity. Oh, dog charity, yes. But should, then the security guard picks up. On it. But he, she said, and he doesn't like dogs. And he went, all right, come this way, Cruella Deville. Which <laughs> yeah, you know, you just think, ah, oh, it's just nice that kind of you know, it was it was. Um, I, I don't know. There were lots of it that kind of made me smile, or at least, and and at, at certain mm. times have a bit of a titter as well. But yeah, yeah, this this whole idea that he's trying to make amends to to break the the uh, the the bloodline of thievery <laughs> if you will and what he's going to do he's going to make an amends by returning these skips um, and along the way musing what are skips made of because they were like <laughs> nothing else on this planet were they as a as a as a crisp snack yes they 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 pushed the crisp snack envelope because he was putting stuff food back on the supermarket shelves they did some testing of it and uh, and he said, and they're still no nearer finding out what skips are made of. Which are just, <laughs> just yeah, that is again. It's another example of you saying the line, and I laugh. There's definitely some quotable stuff. I wish I'd written more down, but um, uh, it's the way he's told to freeze when he's in the snacks aisle um, because uh, you know he might be putting these tampered goods in there. And it and it turns out you really can't do it. Oh no, there was a lovely line about um, well, actually, it shouldn't be broken up. It was a multi pack anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's actually broken the law again, arguably, or broken food rules. I mean, and, and it, it should be. I mean, I was just having a quick look just to see what uh, Gareth Gwynn and Benjamin Partridge have been involved in. Gareth certainly has has been. He's been a gag writer. I mean, but again, he'd been doing the Now Show, um, and uh, his writing partner was a, was a gag writer on the News Quiz. You know, so they mm. they 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 you know they're well established gag writers in that sense. So mm. you would think, or rather, you would expect that uh, you know the whole thing would um, uh, would uh, um, contain as many gags as it did. There were some running gags that I thought they did so well. Um, mm. Things. <laughs> It's like um, the, um, uh, Bob, as we'll find out in a minute, he presents the, that he's a barrister after watching a few episodes of Kavanaugh QC. Uh, mm. And uh, he's obsessed with the fact that, that barristers talk about cricket all the while. And I think it was they used it three times oh, yeah. in the end. They're saying, I, did, I don't I like, like cricket. That. But you, you had to be of a certain age. Sorry, I'll let you finish the quote. Well, it's a dreadlock holiday quote, isn't it? But it's, it's, I, don't like, yeah. I don't like cricket. And he went, oh, you love it? And, and and they did it in various forms three times through the whole thing and I thought yeah. that was just just lovely that was that was beautiful it made, and made that made me at least smile if not chuckle but if you didn't know the 10cc song from what is it 1976 yeah that was a bit excluding of anyone under 50 I would say well I don't know I mean I mean the second world war happened well before I was born and I'm still managed to keep up with who won that so well do, do you, well I'm not sure it's entirely clear who won it longer term but let's not go down that particular um, tributary. Well, I think Germany just changed the rules, didn't they, midway through? That's the difference, really. That's true. The, the they didn't play fair, if you ask me. It, and, you know, coming back to cricket, they weren't playing cricket. Yeah. But um, wisdom aside, and enough of your wisdom, do you know all the lyrics to um, There'll Be Bluebirds Over? Are you singing on some kind of radio system there? Uh, there'll, be, uh, <laughs> there'll Be Bluebirds Over. <laughs> <laughs> over. 
<laughs> yes, it's uh, it's the, the little known version of um, Whitecliffs of Dover. Yeah. Well, I think we've demonstrated that since you didn't volunteer any lyrics to that, that um, you know, for the younger audience, they may not know uh, the uh, Dreadlock Holiday, fabulous song by Ten CC. But of course, altogether, now they can. Google it. They need to get out more, I think. That's the that's the bottom line with that one, really. I think they need to stay in more. Um, anyway, shall we have clip number two? Not that it's for me to suggest to control for Yeah, no. Um, I'm, yeah, as I mentioned, I mean, after getting reacquainted uh, with his long-lost father, Bob's... I mean, really, you, you kind of... Again, this is the measure of Bob, isn't it? He's, I was going to say he's told him for some reason that he's a successful lawyer. I mean, it seems to be for no other reason that he's watched quite a few episodes and he's a big fan of Kavanaugh QC. I, I don't know. I couldn't really figure out whether there's any more to it than that, but I don't think Bob as a character needs, needs there to be any more. I'm not sure. But anyway, he's told his dad that he's a successful lawyer. His dad is, um, uh, up on a, uh, on a charge. Um, and, and so because of this, um, he says to Bob, well, why don't you come along to the, the case conference that we're having, um, and so he does, he goes along and he meets, he meets the real QC. Bob, come in. Glad you could make it. Anna, this is my son, Bob. Bob, this is Anna, my lawyer. Hello, Bob. Hi, Anna. Sorry I'm late. I was up late watching the cricket. Amazing bowling and also a nice bit of batting. Cricket, Fanny. Oh, I just love the audacity of sliding about on the grass pitch in white clothes. Every day is like the Daz doorstep challenge. Yes, well, I don't like cricket. You love it? No. Never liked it. Never will. It's just a low-energy rounders with a meal in the middle. Let's get on talking about the case. So Bob knows the essentials, but maybe you should explain the details. And I know you lawyers like to speak in Latin, so you go ahead. Uh, don't you worry about me. Yeah, before we do that, I tell you what, there was this one case I did a few years ago. Sorry, what are you doing? Just an anecdote to kick things off. We only have four hours. Listen, I've done all these meetings, you've had hot meals, right? I think I know what I'm doing here. It's always nice to loosen up a bit with an anecdote. Go for it, son. So, I was sitting in chambers one day, and I got a phone call, and who should it be but the Bishop of Norfolk, asking me to defend a young vicar in an ecclesiastical court. Isn't this a plot from Kavanaugh QC? Don't think so. Anyway, let's move on. So she obviously watches it. Um, yeah, maybe it's one of those shows I should have enjoyed sitting next to you on the sofa, um, virtually or otherwise, um, and uh, your giggles would have uh, infected me uh, with one of the nicer infections going around at the moment, and I would have laughed along. Here's the thing, and, and we can't do it, but I wish we could. I wish we could then erase that, as it were, or park it, or... Mm. And then play that episode, but but with an audience, and see whether that makes a difference or whether that that would be very interesting, wouldn't it? As with the um, Only Fools and Horses, you know, if you could sit there with an A B comparison, um, that would be fascinating. Can I ask you what you felt about um, Katie Wicks in this? Well, uh, since we're slamming this particular episode, what did you feel of her in this episode? And indeed, in this series, I think I just think she's just a great asset to anything that I've heard her in, any comedy that I've heard her in, simply because she delivers, um, in my opinion, she delivers what is required of her. She doesn't try and steal the limelight. She doesn't try and get in mm. front of anybody. She doesn't step on anybody. She's just, you know, and I think she's quite low key in this. Um, she is low key, but can I just say, and, and I, I will preface this by sort of agreeing with you on on her uh, 
vast strengths, uh, great in not going out. And well, she was in party. Party, she? yeah, she was awesome. Yeah, yeah. fabulous. Yeah. Um, but for me, uh, cover your ears, Katie, if you're listening to this, don't listen to this. Unusually, this is the only case where I've had this little niggling worry that she's not quite lifting it off the page. And I did worry further, or I did wonder if it was to do with the fact we're, we're back to no studio audience, because as you were saying last week, if I've understood correctly, this is a, a lockdown recording. I think so, could yeah. it be that she was recording remotely and couldn't quite get into the vibe? Of it? Oh, I never thought of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't feel that either. I didn't kind of get that sense. I hope I'm wrong, and I hope nobody else is troubled by it. But I just, it's one of those things I couldn't unthink it once I lost a bit of faith in the, well, realism's the wrong word, as I say, even in, in farce, but the, 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 whether she was really inhabiting the character on its own terms. You see, I mean, when you see her, when you see her in something like Not Going Out, I think every, I mean, she's almost like a. Uh, a scene stealer there because because uh, she's <laughs> so slow because of her deliveries yeah and it's just i mean the lines are just great as well and i think you know i, I yes. kind of get the impression people like lee mack you know he wants the best for uh, very often what he's written rather than yeah. rather than for him and you know that moment in the limelight i don't think he, i think he's passed all that if he was ever if he was ever there yeah. but i kind of got the impression that this was you know she was she was happy to be between the, the you know the Steve Spears and Ellis James between the you know yeah. sort of be, between the two of them and and I mean that like I say I just I just felt it was underplayed deliberately and um, I don't know I, mm. I love her I must admit I think she's uh, she, I mean she was in Stathlet's Flats wasn't she as well and she had a, oh, a yeah. much more manic role in that but I, I don't know I just think she's an asset to uh, everything she's involved in I really do so um, I did have a little very quickly with a. Uh, 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 I sense we're heading towards um, marking out of five territory each, but there wasn't quite enough sound from the baby for me to believe it was a baby. Mm. Um, I know it would be a studio baby, but uh, even so, I just didn't, you know, just didn't hear enough of it. And it was all it was the, it was the radio equivalent of having a very obvious plastic dummy for a baby. Right. They're all talking about it and all looking at it and uh, talking to it at various stages, talking to her, Karis. Um, and then we, we had the tiniest of peeps out of her. But, um, it's difficult to do, though, isn't it? Because in real life, babies don't tend to respond to you in the way that toddlers will or children will. There so, is that. I mean, you, there was a screaming one uh, wherever I was the other day, uh, which, oh, was it on a train? Um, yeah, they they don't generally work to direction, but but hey, it is uh, fiction, and you can manipulate it, especially when it's fast. I just wonder whether you you then end up kind of you know it sounded like CD one three seven. There is that baby. The, the answer is to get a, a new recording rather than uh, <laughs> give up on it altogether. <laughs> yeah. But hey, that's a personal view. Come on, then let's give it some numbers and uh, and and put it out of its misery. I think you should go first. Well, I don't think it should be misery, and I can't be as miserable as maybe I sounded uh, in my score. I've got to have, I've got to give it a, a three because there is a lot to like about it. As you know, I said right at the, the outset, um, and I feel to some extent there's something wrong with me that I didn't like it more. So I don't blame the show, and I wouldn't want to prejudice 
myself or anyone else against this show or you know for, you know it's as a strong cast and um writers have done some good work so um there is there's loads of hope uh, both for me and for my perception of the show and uh, other stuff that people work on that have worked on this show three out of five okay uh, it's an odd one for me because it's um it's a four from me um we, because i i just kind of got this real I don't know. I've really kind of got an affinity with the thing. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the time I spent on ankle tag myself or. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought you meant the show, but uh, I just. You're in Roman. Yeah, I'm in Roman, yeah. I, no, I don't know. I don't know. Because it's not a classic. It's not up there, you know. It's not a black adder or anything like that. But there's just something about it. I think it's nice writing. I think mm-hmm. it's, it's nice setups. I think, you know, gags are plenty. Cast are awesome. I just really liked it. I just really warmed to it, and uh, really through three series, I've kind of, I've kind of got a real affinity for it now. So it's a four for me. It's a seven out of ten um, for um, for ankle tag. Can I just say, as a footnote, uh, a friend of mine worked before she retired in the prison service, and apparently, ankle tag technology. This is, I think, run by Serco. It's so, or was, so behind the curve. It's actually based on landline technology. Wow. It's not even mobile phone technology. Wow. How does that work? Does that mean you have a long cable between you and the prison? You, you have to, every night, you have to, seven o'clock, you have to go up a telegraph pole <laughs> and, uh, and hang from it like some kind of criminal <laughs> bat. <laughs> people throw yeah. rotten fruit which includes as we know tomatoes ankle tag then uh bbc studios production and as adrian said you can find it on uh, bbc sounds uh, as we speak at the moment we can't uh, can't vouch that it'll still be there uh, depending on when you come back to this um yeah next week what have you got for us well this is a recommendation from um someone whose name i've invoked before she's actually a mate uh from my local choir but she is a slabaholic. Oh, uh, I'm delighted to say, nice. and she did say. I'm not just saying this, and I do genuinely believe she means it. She's a very sincere person called Joss. Uh, she said the show keeps getting better. Oh, wow! So we'll have that, won't we? Is a bit of praise. So are we preaching to the choir or not? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where. Well, she can stay in the in the altos, as far as I'm, I'm concerned. <laughs> what she said, mm. uh, we should get our laughing gear and uh, no, our listening gear and looking gear, eyes and ears on a show which I, 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 to this moment, still haven't seen. Um, but it's on Amazon Prime, I believe, mm. and uh, you'll put all the details up as ever. Uh, it is called Hacks, and it centres... Ha, have you heard of it? No, nope. never. It, it centres on, you could say, she tells me, a sort of Joan Rivers-type figure who's... who's uh, you know, showbiz is a cruel business, as we know. Um, if it's literally Joan Rivers, she kept working, I think, pretty much till the end of her life. Certainly, I was invoking a quote from her the other week where she was talking about being 77 and being rejected, but that's showbiz. Mm. But then she'd carry on working and, and touring. Um, but anyway, this this Joan Rivers type uh, is a bit more washed up in career terms. And uh, I think it's the agent who puts her together with a younger blade, puts some young blood in the mix, and they ruffle each other's feathers. And then 
well, we'll have to find out what happens. But it sounded to me like a good premise that I wanted to buy into. This is just Joss explaining it. So I passed that on in good faith. Haven't done my homework yet, but that is our collective homework. And we're going in right at the ground floor. Series one, episode one of Hacks, which you will find, I'm assured, on Amazon Prime. Love it. It's American then, I'm guessing. Is it? it is an American production. It is yeah. indeed, yeah. yeah. I love it. Do you know what I said to you? Was it last week or the week before? A couple of weeks back, and I was saying that when the ones that we haven't heard of, and yeah yeah that's what the show is all about oh, as, as well as celebrating the known it's also a, it's a sachet into the unknown isn't it? leaping off into the uh, into the void that is hacks uh, next week yeah well thanks for the recommendation if you if you got one by the way if, you, if you're sitting there thinking well why haven't they slabbed uh, x y and z comedy what's the matter with them they're they, mm. they not thought of it well probably the answer is no Mm. Um, so recommend it, suggest it by all means. We do take a lot of suggestions on board, and uh, and we do love it because again, the, the, I guess if it's somebody else suggesting it, the likelihood is um, that it could well be something that we've uh, we've not come across before. We can you can do that on social media, can't you? Of course, they can indeed. A very natural lead in. Thank you. What a pro uh, into me talking about anti-social media. We are at Comedy Slab on Twitter. Do please follow us there. And likewise, that is the same handle, at Comedy Slab, for our Facebook page, lovingly updated by his nipsters, Shane. And then a personal recommendation, if you can meet people in person where you are uh, and where we are with uh, certain notifiable diseases at the moment, or you can do it via Zoom or other proprietary uh, video uh, installations, uh, pass the good word on about the Comedy Slab. Um, we love you for that as well, whoever you tell. And finally, a nice juicy uh, star rating on Apple Podcast Stroke iTunes will be appreciated, as would a little bit of a blurb saying why you like the show and selling us by the pound uh, <laughs> did you get the reference there let's, um, let's face it you don't get many of me to the pound but you'll probably get a few more of him to the pound is uh, is all i'm going to say because i don't want well be... not not many more post lockdown and my my seven day a week gin and tonic habit but thank you for uh, for the flattery i'll take that. i think you still you've still got it by a neck to be honest with you well i'll, t- I'll tell you what my girlfriend's daughter said the other day mm. uh when i was uh, in a chair and uh, briefly uh, uh, in the in the bright sunshine, so trying to get some sun to my bones, and uh, she observed that my tummy looked like a smiling face. Um, <laughs> so that suggests a certain fold, which I quickly covered up after that remark. Yes, it's time to get your mankini, pack it away, <laughs> and, and not bring it out again. Uh, until next time, then I'm going to nick a line because I forgot to mention it in the. Uh, I've got it. Nick a line, nick- isn't that where you dry your underwear? That's, that's where I put my nick a line on. Yes. <laughs> Because I, I forgot to mention it in the uh, in the in the podcast, and I thought it was so funny at the time. I'm off to see my uh, my associates, desperate Dan. They call him that because he's got a weak bladder, and uh, four finger Charlie, who, who eats Kit Kats in one go. I just Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.